the episode will be saved in its unedited form right there on Facebook. Yep, there it is. Oh, no. With all the swears. Uh, yeah, if you prefer the beeped version. If you have kids, get them out of the internet. It's a <laughs> terrible place full of white supremacists. <laughs> Theme songs going, fading out. Hi, welcome to The Off Five, a podcast where two friends talk about The Office. Are you still watching The Office US and also a podcast read The Office? Those are our themes and our songs we've had, our different subtitles. My name's Nathan. I'm Addie. This is the podcast where we do go through the episodes of The Office and we talk about them to fans of The Office, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. People that already know what we're talking about. Because mm-hmm. I realized when I was listening to one of our episodes, if you didn't know The Office, a lot of our jokes don't make sense. None of our observations make sense. <laughs> and what's the third one? You don't like it. Well, I mean, even if you do watch The Office, sometimes our jokes don't make sense. That's true. But so, we don't care. We don't, apparently. Well, this is episode from season two. It's the ninth episode. And it's called Email Surveillance. It came out originally in November 22nd, 2000. Can you guess? Five, two thousand five. Wow, two thousand five. Well, you know, we don't have too much longer to reflect on two thousand five. So, if you have any queued up, any memories of two thousand five? Mm, no. I remember it was the first time I saw an American flag hung upside down and backward. And what did you think? I thought it's un-American. And what, what were we in the George W. Bush era still? Yeah. So we were not yet full of hope. No, we were in the middle of the Great War. 10 and back when like you're getting kind of tired of all the sequels yeah where you're just like are we oh, still at war god we're so many wars well, but our taxes haven't increased so the housing bubble was just getting started yeah <laughs> the dot-com bubble was winding down <laughs> yeah that's what bubbles do yep wind down and get started so what does wikipedia say in this episode The company tech support employee gives Michael Scott the ability to read his employees' emails, causing him to find out that Jim Halpert is throwing a party that Michael was not invited to. Meanwhile, Pam Beasley begins to suspect that Dwight Schrute and Angela Martin might secretly be having a relationship. All right. How about that? Yeah, and we get to see inside Jim's bedroom. He didn't mention that. I know. We didn't get to see Jim's home office mentioned in this episode description. But we will talk about it. Great Scott Scott Productions. Trivia. It was written by Jennifer Colota. Salota. Salata. Colada. I read that she did some um, episodes of Malcolm in the Middle. Cool. (laughs) And directed by Paul Feig, who we've talked about many times now. Yeah. Not Toby. That's Paul Lieberson. Yeah. The episode guest starred Ken Zheng, I think it is. Oh, yeah. From The Hangover. Yeah, and Omi Vaidya. And Michael Noughton. He's the improv coach. Oh. He was on It's Always Sunny. He's the waiter. And Kim Zheng used to be a doctor. Oh. But now he's improv actor. <laughs> actor in movies. He was in Knocked Up. Yeah, he has like small but memorable parts, I feel like. Yeah, very funny. Nice guy. But anyway, that guy, Ken, explained that while all the scenes were scripted, the actors were allowed to improvise their lines during the improv shots. Oh, that's cool. So I guess Steve Carell, who's pretty good at improv, had to improv being bad at improv. Yeah, 
that's I bet yeah, I could do that. You know, be like, you could be, give me I'm a character. I'm actually really good, but I'm just gonna pretend I'm really bad. Yeah, I, I need a I need a profession. Bad improv actor. Okay, and a situation. Failing at improv class. <laughs> I've got this. Yeah. I mean, if that situation ever arises, I'm sure you would do really well at it. <laughs> I hope it does. Omi Vida revealed that during the party scenes, the cast were allowed to drink real beer and play video games on an Xbox 360. That was cool back then. And you know what? I thought, that's lame. Why? But then I read that Xbox 360 wasn't even out yet. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. I was wondering why they would add that detail. Yeah, because they were all excited to get to try out the new video games. I mean, there are three ingredients to a good party. Three cases of imported beer, not inviting Michael Scott, and a karaoke machine. Yep. I don't think I've ever been to a great party. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I have been to a party with imported beer and karaoke, and I guess Michael Scott wasn't invited, so... Maybe he was, and he just couldn't make it because he's fictional. (laughs) Um, I think that, you know, it kind of dates the episode that they're into imported beer. Wouldn't hipster Jim be into craft breweries at this point? He would be into craft beer, or he would just get PBR. That's that's how they go. Yeah, it's either PBR or... Or nothing. Or craft beer. Oh, yeah, or craft beer. <laughs> or nothing. Or whiskey. Or nothing. Or whiskey, the foolproof whiskey. <laughs> it's, a, it's a strong one. Okay. Let's open up the Finer Things Club to new members right now. Okay. That's the things we really like in the episode. Okay. What do you have? Um, I liked um, Jim's Evite with a little <laughs> the picture of the kebab. Yeah. And just like the Comic Sans font. <laughs> it's pretty bad. I really love when Michael says, where's my Evitation? <laughs> Evitation. <laughs> that's, that's like almost too clever for him. I know. Like a little bit of Steve Carell going through. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Um. I like Sadiq, the IT guy. Mm-hmm. He's a, he, I think he returns a few more times. Maybe. Yeah. He definitely returns when they're talking about religion, the death episode. Oh, yeah. And he also got invited to the party. Right so. now? Yeah, right now. <laughs> <laughs> He's only been there one day. Yeah, so that's really cool. Good for Jim. Yeah. He like struck up a friendship enough to like, yeah. invite him to a party just while he was there working. Yeah. Um, Probably just like a bunch of people that were like he met on the streets that day. <laughs> and like, not oh, Michael. Here's my mailman. <laughs> here's Michael. Here's oh Jan's here. <laughs> Jan is here. <laughs> David Wallace. <laughs> I don't think David Wallace works there yet. Do you? Oh, possibly. Possibly not. I'm not sure. He definitely hasn't been introduced though. Sexual harassment was when the old CFO was fired, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. When he has to go and give a presentation at some point. Who does, Michael? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, oh, yeah, yeah. And I think that's when and he he's says... he's a new hire, yeah. Yeah, he says that he's the new CFO. Mm-hmm. That's right. And Michael just has a video of all of the people in the office. <laughs> oh, my yeah, gosh, yeah. that's so cute. Um, I also... Try on pants. <laughs> I also really liked um, the yeast infection comment, the bread factory <laughs> up the river. Yeah, I always remember that one. What else did you like? Do you notice how on the office all the candy bars and the vending machine are flipped around backward mostly? No. And then you mean when you put the quarters in, they turn around? No, they're just in there backward because they don't want to clear the rights. 
Oh. And it's okay. You, know, you could totally tell which ones they are. Like they're yeah, real candy I knew bars. that was Baby Ruth. But Baby Ruth was the front way because they like had to show that it was the same candy bar. Oh, so they probably the did go through. Were... Yeah. So it was weird because it was oh. like how it usually is where they're all backward except Baby Ruth is just forward. I didn't notice that. And they're drinking out of some generic soda cans and stuff. Yeah. That's pretty good. But that was important. And as was Cup of Noodles. Yeah. Because they had to mention it to make sure that uh, Michael was able to tell that fake story from when he didn't go to college. Yeah. I wonder... <laughs> Brain food. Yeah. I wonder um, what they had to do to get that, the rights to use the name. I don't know. Yeah. They showed them both in a positive light. You know, it was like, Baby Ruth brings... People together. Yeah. Like secret office romances together. Yeah, exactly. And then Cup of Noodles, great for when you're in fake college and you need to tell a story <laughs> later to guilt people and inviting you to a party. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when you need to pretend you're part of the crew. Mm-hmm. You just have it there for you. Do you have another um, finer thing? I liked when Michael is trying to get invited to the party even more and goes up to Jim's desk and asks him, um, what's going on? What are you doing tonight? And then as he's walking away, he's <laughs> Stanley just coughs from across the room, and he goes, "What? What? Yeah. Oh, what were you about dude, to invite uh, me dude, to what? <laughs> um, I think Stanley just coughed. So awkward. Love it. Love it. <laughs> I love Dwight's coat. It's a great. Coat. Yeah. The mm-hmm. collar flipped up, and then it goes down. Just mm-hmm. continuity error. But mm-hmm. that's not what I love. I love the coat. Mm-hmm. And I like the music in this one. Got clap your hands, say yeah. Oh, yeah. I know. I've been listening to that album a lot, so it was, it was cool to hear that. Jim has good taste in music. Yeah, he was playing at his house, huh? Yeah. Probably mm-hmm. from his iPod. <laughs> and I love when Dwight and Angela are hooking up in the shed or treehouse outside while Michael's singing. And I know what you're thinking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The camera zooms right in on it. But I mean before that. You can see it before when he first starts singing. Yeah. You can see the two Birkenstocks. Yep. And yeah. two even tinier shoes. Yeah. Very tiny shoes. Yeah. Which I think are also Birkenstock slide-on clogs. What? Yeah. Little plaid ones. They are made for each other. Yeah. Ugh. That just goes to show you there's somebody for everybody. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Do you have any questions? Mm, Question. Question. Uh, Do you have any questions? I don't. Do you? I know you do. I do. What do you think Kevin was erasing from his emails? Um, Probably, well, I don't know. He's got a lot to erase, though, he said. And Creed better erase all the stuff that he's been doing. Oh, is it the money laundering? Kevin? Yeah. Oh, that, that uh rumor? Yeah, because... That fan theory? Well, later on, I think what he says is, I've had them go over exactly what this person was fired for multiple times and i've been doing that every day oh yeah yeah. was that kevin yeah that sounded like insider trading oh insider trading but yeah it could be something like that it could be um could be gambling Mm. Mm -hmm. i could see that all right other question dwight says as a volunteer sheriff he's able to look up anyone's medical records i don't think so it's not how medical records work yeah hopefully not like any individual persons yeah that sounds a little that doesn't sound right no way but he does like to exaggerate his power that's true he does and last question is how does michael get so much stage time 
in this improv troupe because it's just I one night. I would have kicked him out. Yeah, kicked him out. But there's also like a dozen people there, and he's in three or four scenes. Yeah, and he always has a gun. I would actually think that that would be something that I would ap- report to the authorities because it sounded like he just like actually wanted to come in there and shoot everyone up. Mm. I wonder if he'd do improv when the cops addressed him. He's <laughs> like, it's okay, I'm an FBI agent. Yeah, Michael Scarn. I'm Michael Scarn. Perhaps you've heard of me. That's... Catherine, Catherine Zeta-Jones, could you please come in? <laughs> That's real dedication to the art of improvisation. That's it for questions, but... We got some things for. We got to make sure YouTube comes down to film this as well. Oh yeah. Do you want to start us off? Well, I mean, the obvious one is showing Pam the Babe Ruth bar by the documentary crew. Yeah. Which is total interference. Yeah, and I was trying to figure out how they did it because they didn't say anything. You know. They so just kind of like, like pointed the camera. Yeah, they kind of like put the camera up and down right in front of her to draw her attention, and then she's looking at it, and then like turn the camera, and then they turn the camera back to her. Mm-hmm. It's kind of weird. Yeah, and she asks originally, like, if you yeah. guys see anything, let me know. Mm-hmm. Is that allowed? So Apparently it is. They interfere there, but then when they actually see uh, Dwight and Angela's feet knocking the boots, then they don't tell her that time. Yeah. Or do they? Because later on, she does say she knew about it way before Jim. Yeah, I think she knew because of the baby Ruth bar, and I think that they didn't tell her because... Um, she had decided that she was gonna not do that anymore because of what Phyllis's comment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. but but this seemed like she really knew. Later. Yeah, she was pretty for sure. Yeah, she just got uncomfortable by the speculation. Yeah, there's also a lot more cameras going on than I've noticed before. Mm-hmm. So there's the scene where he's talking to Sadiq, and there's a camera in the room with them. Sadiq looks at the camera. And then Michael walks out, and there are already two cameramen pointing at the door. So he like walks out, and you see him for a second, and then it cuts right to another camera that's also pointed at that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you get kind of a shot reverse shot, but it's not the same cameraman that was in the room, I don't think. Yeah, probably. And then you have like two, maybe three cameras at the party, and then there's definitely one at mm-hmm. the improv class. So yeah, I don't remember if those more than one there but it's just it's a little bit more set up now yeah like a like arrested development or something it's like because when he walked out that's an example of why would if there were just cameramen documenting the office why would two of them already be looking at the door when they don't know that michael's about to walk out yeah you know just Mm -hmm. to like catch him opening the door it seems Mm -hmm. like when he opened the door then a camera should have turned Mm -hmm. but obviously they weren't filming anything right before they're just cameramen now so there's that, and then also when Jim and Pam are talking about the Dwight and Angela thing, it's like a real secretive conversation, and one of the camera angles is kind of like that. But then there's another camera right next to them filming it too, and hmm. they're doing shot reverse shot on that. And that before, I feel like, in season one, would have been like a secretive, like it would have been a one camera kind of going back and forth between them, because if they didn't know they were going to have that conversation. Why would there already be another guy over there? Yeah, it's kind of sad actually that it's going towards that because it's so fast yeah it is really fast because i love the way that the camera work was done in season one but i also feel like there's a, a larger awareness that there is a documentary crew there because there's a lot more people who are glancing at the camera sadiq mm-hmm. dwight mm-hmm. jim a couple times 
And Pam is like interacting with them. Yeah. This might be the most they interact with the camera. Yeah. I think so. For a long time, actually. Yeah. Like, yeah. Especially with them like giving Pam information. Yeah. And then um, having a camera person in the room with Jim and Pam, Mm -hmm. like in Jim's bedroom, that was kind of something that I was like super aware of and it seemed like they were too good point they were like pretty hyper aware that there was someone else in there do you think brian was there probably that's what i keep thinking about (laughs) yeah a lot of interaction with the cameras and a lot more cameras Mm -hmm. mm-hmm that's okay yeah Yeah, so it's weird it's It's like they're simultaneously making it less like a documentary and more like a documentary that's a good point Mm -hmm. anything else for that one not at the moment. All right. Well, let's go to our character analysis. Do you think the world is crawling with Phyllis's? I do. Absolutely, I do. <laughs> All right. So who who do you want to start with? How about Ryan? Ryan, Ryan, the the fire guy. Fire guy. It's funny that you see Kevin say that to him. Say uh-uh, uh, fire guy, and, like, slaps his hand. Yeah. But in the deleted scene, when you see the extended version, that he told Ryan to turn it up. Yeah. Just so he could do it. And then he tells everybody that he, hey, guys, I call him the fire guy. And everyone keeps going, good one, Kev. Good one, Kev. It was a pretty good one, actually. <laughs> and then Ryan is also ready to call Katie. Oh, yeah. Good thing Kelly didn't hear that. Actually, I don't think she would care at this point. Yeah, they don't, like, spend any time together. Yeah. She's talking to Sadiq in the deleted scene but and she's hanging out with Meredith on the on the porch apparently they're they're drinkers (laughs) drinkers yeah um and Ryan is always on the tour right the tour guy yeah it's weird so what do you think about the gym tour because it's uh I think everyone plays it just right like no one's that interested but they all do it but no one's like it's not like the office Olympics where people are staring at him like whoa so it's like all right, this is, I mean, it's kind of funny that he's giving us a guided tour of his house, but, like, nobody actually cares. Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, he still lives with a roommate, um, and so he's definitely, like, not as... I mean, he's got a lava lamp in his room. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with lava lamps, but it's, like, very college house he's feeling. Basi- yeah, he's basically a... yeah. And so, I mean, and that's not bad either, like, but I think it just makes it funnier that, like, he's like, oh, let me give you guys a tour, you know? But he's, like, doing a whole thing about it being, like, a museum or something. Yeah. And, like, it's funny because people are looking at it, but no one's really laughing. They're just like, "Mm mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's endearing. um, The charm a lot. Yeah, he does. When Pam shows up. Yeah, Do you think he would have gone out with that big with the tour, or would he just been like... Okay, so do, yeah, like, do you think he would have bothered entertaining everyone that much? No, I think he just wanted to show Pam his bedroom. Yeah, well, he did. He did. He was like announcing the tour before she showed up. Yeah, so that's maybe true. he would have done it. He probably would have done it, but was glad that she showed up at the last minute. Oh yeah, and glad that Roy didn't show up at the last minute. Yeah, and Katie is out of the picture. They haven't really been talking, and then he hasn't talked to her in a while. Even yeah. though Booze Cruise is right around the corner. Yeah, and then... When they're getting pretty serious, it seems like. Yeah, and then the camera zooms in on Pam's face to get that reaction of, oh, they're not really talking. Mm-hmm. What was her face say? It was like this. Sometimes women say more with their faces than they do with 
Um, Where'd you learn that on the on the streets? Yeah, especially the mouth part of their face. <laughs> I don't know where that joke's from, but I didn't make it up. So <laughs> we get a little bit now of the characters interacting at this party. Uh, I didn't really realize it till Michael showed up, or kind of do anyway. It's not a great party. Like everyone's just. It's cool that Jim threw it, but like the karaoke's not going well. Half of the conversations seem to be ending awkwardly. And about paper. And no one's like having fun. Like no yeah. one's laughing or enjoying themselves talking. Yeah, that's true. But it's not overt. I, you know, I guess it's like... because It's more like a chill sesh than yeah. like a party. With like the documentary style, if this were a show or, a, uh, you know, another kind of show or a movie, they'd probably have music to like tell you that this mm-hmm. party isn't going well mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or like make it a little bit more dramatic. Mm-hmm. But that wouldn't be realistic either because people don't expect everything to be fun. But yeah. for a TV party, it's not that fun. Yeah, that's true. And I guess you're right. Like when Michael shows up and says, what is this, the morgue or something? You kind of realize, oh, yeah, it was kind of boring. But also you're just like, shut up, Michael. Like They were <laughs> actually like just chilling. You know, you don't need to have like, it doesn't have to be this high stress situation all the time. I don't think he understands that. No, he does not. How did he even know where Jim lives? Hmm. Oh, he saw the evitations oh. on the email surveillance. <laughs> <laughs> Just driving by, I thought I'd stop in. I love Kevin in this episode. He does the fire guy, but then early on when when Michael does his thing at the beginning of the episode where he thinks there's a terrorist threat, uh, Kevin's, Michael, should I call the... <laughs> you know, and then... Shh, and he's like, what what like and then when he has this prepared excuse my brother is in town and he and i are going to the alaska film festival and michael just like goes okay because he obviously prepared a whole thing yeah but he should have just asked him one follow-up question because i'm yeah. sure it would have fallen apart he could have cracked the the code right there it's been like oh yeah what films are playing and he would have been like um or whatever what's your brother's name I anything probably would have done it but Stacy is there. <laughs> yeah, Stacy. <laughs> and Kevin's wearing his fedora. I know. I was going to say that. I was going to say during the grilling scene, he's wearing a fedora. Because later on, he says that the hair, it was all about the hair he needed. But no, he just needed a fedora. You just need a hat. Mm-hmm. Maybe not a fedora, but it's okay if you want to do that. Should we talk about Dwangela? Oh, my God. Yeah. This is getting crazy. Dwight tries to get Angela to um, delete all his sensitive emails. What do you think those were? I don't know. It's like, like maybe, can you get me a baby Ruth when you go to the vending machine later? You know, here's another question. Yeah. I know that segment's over, but what kind of medical complications do you think Angela had when Dwight looked up her medical records? Probably yeast infection. That's why it was on the tip of his tongue. Oh my god! And then he looked Ugh. up. Then he looked up some others, and he was like, "Actually, a lot of people have them." And plus, the bread factory. So, <laughs> I guess we can do it. Uh, that's even grosser than when Pam. Wait, who comes up to the desk? Oh yeah, Jim. Um, and Pam is saying like, "I think there's something going on." And they're like, "Ew, ew, 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 ew." Oh yeah. <laughs> it's gross. But maybe. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> yeah but yeah it is kind of like a high school romance the situation in the tree tree house or whatever they should have just gone back to somebody's house back to the beet farm i thought they were so secretive yeah and why like, are they doing that right next to everyone people were just outside i know it wouldn't be crazy if someone went outside 
Like yeah. Meredith might go out there to smoke one of her cigars. Yeah. She's always got a bag of them in her mm-hmm. purse. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> she could have gone out there and saw them. And then it would have been all over. Stanley, this episode, terribly nice guy or an ass, <laughs> depending on which, whether or not you just read his email about you. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Well, it's here Stanley and Oscar talking about paper, which is interesting. I guess, you know, they don't know that much about each other, but they seem like two people that would probably have other things to talk about. Yeah, there's like, got to be something. Like, Stanley seems like a type of person that wouldn't talk about work. In his spare time. I think he would talk about, like, uh, the red wine that he's been into lately mm-hmm. or, like, what TV shows he's been watching mm-hmm. or what his marital problems have been. But his wife's there. Oh, yeah, you're right. Or his girlfriend, something. He has, what is, someone's there. What is her name again? I don't she recall. was at... Um, Chili's. Yeah. Is it the, I don't remember, actually, if it was the same person. It, w- it w- okay. definitely was because I recognized her. Okay, cool. And I also recognized Stacy. 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 Should we talk about Mark? He doesn't work at the office. Oh, Mark. Yeah. Um, that's Jim's semi-cute roommate. <laughs> oh, yeah. And he seems like a nice guy. He's uh, he's funny. <laughs> he likes the Birkenstocks. Yeah. He wanted to meet Dwight earlier. He found bad. common ground real quickly. Yeah, he did. That's cool. That's always cool. There's two gym lines that don't really make sense to me. One of them is where he's saying, like, well, I want it to be fun. You know, I want it to be a fun party. And I want my roommate to meet everyone because um, I think they're ma- think I'm making Dwight up, you know? Well, it doesn't really follow from what he was saying before. That he's talking about Michael, and then he jumps right into his roommate. But then even more so when Dwight says, he doesn't work here. And then Jim says, that's because he's my roommate. But it's like there's a missing sentence. It should have been, I guess it was implied. It was like, he doesn't work here. Why is he here? Oh, because he's my roommate. But it's like he doesn't work. He doesn't work here because he's my roommate. Yeah, they always have weird interactions. It's always like, what are you guys? Talking it seemed about? like there was a script, and they'd like done it a bunch, and so like that line got oh. dropped out of the middle, but the inline didn't get changed to reflect huh. how you would phrase it if someone had just said something. Yeah, Maybe that not. makes sense. No, that makes sense actually. Now that you say that, and then he just jumps in with the Birkenstocks and like to get rid of that awkward. Um, he always has this moment. extra pair in his car for mm-hmm. special occasions. Mm-hmm. Um, but he knew he was coming to this party. He changed his clothes. <laughs> I know those weren't his special ones. Oh, those okay. were just his, like his everyday ones. Good, good. He also has like the um, just the slip on ones because if you notice, those had the buckle around the back, so it's like you can run in those. But then he also has the special occasion ones, which are slip ons. You know a lot about Birkenstocks. <laughs> Have you seen the ones that are like Crocs? They're made out of like Croc material. Ew. But they're made by Birkenstock. No, I don't like that idea. No, and they have some shiny ones, fancy glittery ones. Yeah, they do. They have like sparkly ones. Um, Gotta keep it old school. Yeah, and he is actually going for the style that I like to call the Birkenstocks, which is stocks and socks, which is Birkenstocks with socks. Okay. Is that what you prefer? The Birkenstocks? Birkenstocks. No, I prefer um, Sockos, which is Chacos and Socks. Oh, okay. And that's why I have the Chacos that don't have the um, thing between the toes so that I can put my socks on. I I like the Senex. The what? The Sen- Senooks. Sen- oh, Senooks. Not really shoes. They're like, they're like... They're not shoes. They're sandals. Yeah. It says. Yeah. And I, I was always saw that. I'd look at them and, I'd, and it said, they're not really shoes. They're sandals. And I'd be like, shut up. They're shoes. <laughs> 
But they are sandals. They feel like sandals. You try them on and you're like, huh? These aren't really shoes. They're sandals. Yeah, actually, they're really their own thing. <laughs> I really like them. Nice. Do you wear socks? Mm-hmm. With okay. them? Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> no, no, no. Do you wear socks just in general? <laughs> I wasn't sure what you, were, what you were going for with that one. We found out that Angela's vegetarian and she's going to a charity bake drive at night. <laughs> and Dwight's going to soccer. Clarinet. Clarinet. <laughs> Later on, when Jim says a lie about playing soccer, Dwight calls him out on it immediately. <laughs> Jim, you play soccer? That's weird because I've never, ever heard you talk about it. <laughs> That's oh, what yeah. I was thinking with Dwight oh, said yeah. that. Oh, really, Dwight? <laughs> That's funny. Does that just leave Michael and Jim? Uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, we get another reference to Meredith's drinking. Yeah. Creed's talking to someone at one point, but there's not really anything to say about him. Cool that he went. Yeah, he had a nice flannel on. Yep. <laughs> Probably took it from um, the hobo costume that <laughs> Devin had. Oh, my God. No, I think Devin left with it. Oh, but... <laughs> my God. Sad. Is that the same flannel that he's going to give to someone for Christmas? Oh, maybe. To Jim? It, yeah, with the arms that are too short. Yep. He just dug it out the bottom of his closet. Yep, that's exactly what happened. All right. Yeah, so, so we have now Michael and Jim. In the segment called You Never Expect You're the Murderer. And I hate to say it, but Michael the murderer. started off yeah, pretty bad on this one. Right off right off the bat. And he continued being bad. He And then he ruined the party. Oh wait, I had one more question. <laughs> that <laughs> segment you... is over, sorry. Michael assumes that this guy with a turban coming in is coming into their building. That keeps happening when like there's something happening. Like the way based on the way some people act or like the way the fire is, you would assume they're the only business in their in that yeah, complex, even though true. it's a huge building. Mm-hmm. So if you saw a guy walking toward the building, why you would expect him to walk in the door a few yeah. minutes later is like you know it's only like a ten percent chance or a five percent chance. It seems like you would actually just be waiting there and then nothing would happen. Unless you knew that um, that the ITU guy was coming, but then you wouldn't know what he looked like, I and guess. And then you should think that it was yeah. the IT guy. Not that, a... Yeah, that's weird. Wait, the IT guy's a terrorist? That's weird. Oh, my God. <laughs> but they, like, booked him? It's like in the deleted scenes where he has his um, turban. Oh, my God. There's a deleted scene. I'm glad scene they deleted that. <laughs> this episode where he puts on his Karnak turman, turban. He puts on his Karnak turban to... <laughs> Say that five times fast. Karnak Turban, Karnak Turban, Karnak Turban, Karnak Turban, Karnak Turban. He puts it on to show some common ground, to show that they both wear a turban. In a way, we all wear masks, but not turbans. <laughs> That's culturally oh inappropriate. Oh my god, that was so bad. I guess it's 2005. It's only four years since September 11th. Michael probably just heard about it. <laughs> little on edge <laughs> and he's probably gonna dress up for it for halloween he likes to do topical things for halloween that's yeah Oof. his password is one two three four which <laughs> is a very bad password i was thinking of space balls you know i've never seen it oh it's the kind of code a idiot would have on his luggage they say <laughs> um but it's also on a sticky note on his computer <laughs> yeah and he's like you guys have this so password protected yeah oh that just means you have to enter your password it's like my mom with Facebook. She always re- forgets her Facebook password and then asks me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't know it. I don't. I have a hard time remembering mine. Yeah, my computer just remembers all of them. Yeah, but then what happens if you 
Don't have your computer. Don't even say that. <laughs> we'll always be together. Because it did delete one of our files. Oh. Harvey. No, that was that was this computer. I, I meant it's it's really on my Chrome extension. Oh, okay. Chrome Chrome will never fail. Yeah, Chrome is just always above you in the cloud. Mm-hmm. When they send out the email ethically, as they should, to say that they're going to be spying on their emails, and then Michael says, oh, that ruins the whole purpose as soon as he gets <laughs> caught. But the first time he gets caught, he says, oh, no, Oscar's gone crazy. <laughs> Did he really think that Oscar was just taking a stab in the dark at it? (laughs) Oh, no. Oscar's gone crazy. (laughs) Oh, no, everyone. I would never do that. And then, like, well, we got this email, and he's like, ah, ruins the whole point. (laughs) Oh, my God. The fact that he even wants to do this, but for no good reason. Just to see if he's not invited to a party. Just to look up what people are saying about him. What a bummer. I know. I do actually feel kind of bad for Michael. It was so painfully awkward not getting invited to the party and like really, really, really trying. Mm-hmm. And then the same night when he goes to improv, they go to the bar after and they say that it's for a birthday party that every one of them knows separately. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And Michael's ego kicks in in both cases. Like ask Jim to hang out and then he's like, oh, yeah, busy. I'm going to improv, which sounds like a lie, but actually turns out to be true. Yeah. But then at improv, he says, oh, are we going there? And then they're like, oh, we, you can't go. And he's like, well, I would have loved to have gone. but Good. I have a big office party. But yeah, I have a big office Yeah. So he's covering. We feel bad for him. I still feel really bad. Yeah. What was that part? Uh, was that office when some, when someone's look, so looking at someone's phone? I think it's Daryl. And he's like, don't do the only fine pain. <laughs> I don't know that. Oh, was that not from the office? <laughs> Maybe. Uh, anyway. Don't do that. You That's only... how I feel like when him looking up these emails. Don't do it, Michael. You're only going to find pain. It's true. But the staff should have been using their personal email, not their work email. Toby That's what was. I was thinking, too. It's like, if you have, if you were going to say anything bad about someone you work with, why don't you just use your email account? Yeah. Don't use at Dunder Mifflin. Don't use the off five podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> oh, wait. Yes, do you that one. <laughs> and Send us an email. Emails. We're getting more emails. Yeah. And we're reading them all before bed every night like we promised. Yeah, we print them out and we just go ahead and read them. A lot of times, yeah, we'll print it out and I'll just give it a big hug, the email. (laughs) I rock back and forth, yeah. And then I put it under my pillow and in the morning... You got a tooth. (laughs) (laughs) Did you know? It's terrible. (laughs) A tooth of the person who emailed you. Yeah, and they they lose a tooth. The tooth fairy. This like thing. It's like a trade. Ew. That's weird. <laughs> and then when I reply, they get their tooth bang. <laughs> so you better reply to those emails. Yeah. <laughs> no, in all seriousness, this I don't think that'll serious. happen if you send us an email. Can we just talk about Jim, Jim and Pam's interaction at the in the bedroom? Yeah. Because that's that's a flip. Like he might have been excited for her to go on the tour, but she stays in his room and she's just wandering around it. And she's like looking at pictures and trying to like figure out what his life is like, which is, uh, I mean, that's cool. But then it's like, there's like one moment where it goes too far. Yeah, like, it is. Too kinda, long. Yeah. Because even Jim's like, okay. Yeah. Like, she's not just like making conversation. She's actually enjoying looking at this because she's yeah. doing it silently while Jim and, just sits there. And when she's looking at the yearbook. Yeah, that's what I mean. Oh, okay. Yeah, at the end. And and he's kind of like, okay, yeah, this is fine, I guess. But it's still just kind of like, 
that was when I was hyper aware that there was another um, person in the room, too. Yeah, and you got to think if Roy had gone to that party, which Pam really wanted him, she wouldn't have done any of that. No. So. Yeah. I don't know if you would be doing something different. If your fiance is there, you're probably not being a very good person. Yeah. Pam. 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 God. Pam. Pam. Anyway, they're meant to be Panned. together. So. And Roy sucks. Still, this is her, you know... We were a little bit harsh on our friend Jim a couple episodes ago. We were. <laughs> <laughs> and I think this is one to go like, Jim, why do you think it's okay to like misinterpret your friendship? <laughs> and it's like, Pam's throwing out some stuff too. Yeah, it's true. And I think Jim is a great host, maybe a little too good of a host, why? which is great. I mean, because he, he just feels obligated to like make sure everyone's having a good time wants to give them the tour and then has to go like sing the duet and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. true but i don't think that's bad i think it's it's really good jim is a great person in this episode yeah and i like i remember watching this for the first time and i was super excited to check out his bedroom too really mm-hmm. when you were 17 yeah mm-hmm. ish were you you probably were younger than that how many years ago was it 10 I was probably sixteen. I was probably sixteen. Okay. Yeah. It's good. Good compromise. Yeah. And I was like, "Wow, Jim has some cool posters, and he's got a CD player." Yeah. It's, but it's weird. Like now that I'm thirty-one or something, he's <laughs> like he doesn't seem like an adult to me. Yeah. I mean, I was even thinking that in this episode. I. I mean, I because I remember, you know, when you're a kid, you think you're never gonna get that old yeah. to be an adult, and now Jim's like. I mean, just me even saying like, oh, his his house seems like kind of college Yeah, is like. But you know what? I just realized that I've got Star Wars toys all over this table. And I got a p- big pup, pup rock, rock poster. And I got some office stuff. Dumb and dumber. And so I'm also not an adult. When I was watching it the first time, it's like, oh, they're all adults. Yeah. You no, know? that's exactly. Yeah. Because yeah. they're like living on their own. Yeah, they're working jobs. <laughs> yeah, they have like a career job. Yeah. But you know what? Huh. Going right off of that, I'm giving Jim my Dundee. Really? Oh, that's nice. Because he saved the party. He threw a party. He invested all that stuff, you know, he bought bought stuff and rented stuff. And the real saving moment was when Michael's singing that song and it's so uncomfortable and everyone is miserable. And he basically could have let the whole party die, you know? It could have just petered out. That song would have ended painfully, and everyone would have just gone home. And I don't know if the party actually got better, but good for him to, like, embrace what's happening. And give Michael, like, that guy needed a... Some validation. Yeah, he needed, like, a safety rope today, because he (laughs) He wasn't doing well. He needed a duet partner. Yeah, I mean, it's his fault, but no one deserves to be that outcast, even if they're deserving it in each individual moment yeah that's a good way to put it i'm also going to give my dundee to jim um it's going to be the best host dundee cool nice same same dundee dundees Um, and and let's rate this episode okay what are you going to give it no actually let me go first okay because i don't want you to think i'm copying everything that you decide <laughs> i heard okay yeah good call because i said mine first all right well i've decided so i'm not gonna copy yours either okay i'm gonna give <laughs> no <laughs> i am going to give it a 
four out of seven. Alfredo's Pizza Cafe. Me too. I like you it. You copied. No, I. You knew I was going to do that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but see, for me, I didn't like this one as much as the last episode. And for me, some episodes I like more or less than other episodes. It's a feeling you probably can't relate to. <laughs> but no, this one I didn't like as much. Yeah. Nothing uh, wrong with, but this isn't one of the highlights for me. I but, mean, but I have happens. given out a beach day. That's true. And I have given out a pretz. You gave out a, absolutely I do, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. The client? Yeah. Yeah. We both Yeah. Did. We love that episode. That was our favorite one. But this is a good episode. I mean, I would say that all of season one and two have to be at least a four out of six. So I'm I'm saving the other ones. Don't worry, they'll probably come. I gave the pilot garbage. And I've given a little <laughs> stitches know. too. It's like our first episode I was like, wow, this guy's gonna give he's He's a harsh critic. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well I'm gonna give it Alfredo's pizza. He won't he won't uh, take just any office episode. Yeah. Okay, so I guess that's it. Is it? That's it, because we're gonna skip Overrated, underrated at the end? It's, yeah. it's another like, oh, generally positive reviews. Blah, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. There is one thing that we wanted to talk about. Oh, yeah. And that is that we have a situation going on um, called zero tolerance policy. Mm-hmm. Where people who are crossing the border illegally are being prosecuted and their children are Or being... just seeking asylum. Yeah, seeking asylum. Trying to... Bring their kids to a safer place. People from South America where supposedly MS-13 is the most dangerous thing in the world. But when people are fleeing them, yeah, we are taking their kids and putting them into camps in the desert. Which can cause short-term and long-term trauma. And so now I don't really know what to do but to talk about it and say that we can donate money. To the ACLU? Mm-hmm. It's probably there's, the best thing. And then yeah. there's some like events around wherever you live. Protests, events. But if you like the podcast and you want to contribute a little bit, just, just give a few bucks to the ACLU instead. Mm-hmm. And that would be great. Yeah. And there's also some more like grassroots organizations like the um, Texas Civil Rights project but i mean it's you probably can gonna research. have to be lost it's like yeah or yeah. you know and then there's like and then political pressure would be that's great because I've this is something too. that's kind of like it is almost bipartisan in a way even though yeah. like situation in washington is pretty toxic but people that are getting real information about it um just not everyone are all upset about it mm-hmm. including melania trump that i know i was gonna say that. i can't believe it and you know she doesn't usually weigh in on politics <laughs> No, she does she's not. She's known for her politics. No, she does not. But yeah, also call your senators and leave them a voicemail. That's what I've been doing. I've just been saying, hey, this is one of your constituents. Please support the Keep Families Together Act. Yeah. Because... Use a slightly different name each time. Michael Scarn. <laughs> this is Michael Scoon. I am one of your constituents. <laughs> this is Eddie Scarn. <laughs> but yeah, anyway. Yeah. Do what you can. Talk about it. And hopefully something will change here. Yeah. This is serious. This is like this is when people talk about yeah, people in other countries at historical times and like why they were okay just being in their country and not saying anything when terrible things were happening and we're like becoming that country mm-hmm. where people need to say things within the country. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if you offend somebody. Mm-hmm. It's about not letting families be apart. So anyway, so, it's bleak. 
But if you're going to donate or do something, that's the off five. Off five out. Once, yeah. <laughs> no jokes at the end of this episode. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, well. I think that's Oh, someone's watching. Who are you? Who is this? You can see us. <laughs> no one, okay. Okay. Someone is it's watching. Okay. Look, there's an eye. Yeah, does it tell you who it is? Mm. Nope. Damn. Good night. <laughs> oh my gosh.